Welcome to the 15th episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about Halloween on the High Seas. This year, the Halloween on the High Seas voyages are going to start in September on the uh, Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy, and October for the Disney Magic. Since the Disney Wonder is going to be in dry dock for a considerable amount of the fall, there are no Halloween on the High Seas cruises scheduled for the Disney Wonder this year. Halloween on the high seas, what does that really mean? For a long time, Disney's just had their uh, holiday sailings around th- between Thanksgiving and uh, New Year's. Uh, a few years ago, they started on the Disney Dream toying around with a Halloween, Halloween-specific voyages where they, the ship transforms, gets decorated, they have events. And after that first year of Halloween voyages on the uh, Dream, it expanded to the rest of the fleet. Looking back, we've actually sailed on at least one of the Halloween cruises each year since they started. Uh, the first being on the Dream on a four-night. And then the following year on the Magic on the Southern Caribbean cruise and the repositioning cruise back to Port Canaveral. And then last year... In 2015, it was the dream right after her dry dock. The events more or less have remained the same throughout the years. They get tweaked a little bit, but the uh, the main feature on all the ships are the pumpkin trees that they have in the atrium. And each ship's tree is a little bit different. In fact, they each have their own personality and names. The uh, tree on the Disney Dream is named Grim. Muckle Bones is on the Fantasy. Bog is on the Wonder. And Reap is on the Magic. And the significance of the tree is when you arrive on the arrive on the ship on Embarkation Day, the tree will be... It's kind of like one of those old creepy-looking trees. Uh, it's barren. There's a face. There's one of the... A face kind of in the trunk. No leaves. No leaves. It just kind of looks like a dead, barren tree. Spooky looking tree in the atrium. Um, and obviously the scheduling of things kind of changes depending on the your itinerary and length of itinerary. Early on in the cruise, more or less the first night, they will have an event in the atrium 
in between the uh, dinner seatings. So anybody that wants to participate, they'll hand out little seeds to everybody. And then you take those seeds and you turn them in. And you kind of sit around and hear the story of the pump, kind of a story of the pumpkin tree. And that's kind of it for the uh, pumpkin tree pumpkin seed event in the beginning. Uh, then later on in the cruise, again, depending on the length, uh, you'll return to the atrium, you know, at the same time in between dinner seatings for, uh, you know, the Halloween ceremony. And that's where you, there's some more story telling about the tree, but you'll notice the tree has bloomed and there are carved pumpkins all over the branches. So the first night the tree looks a little barren and then by the end of the cruise, it's nice and vibrant with orange pumpkins hanging on it. And there's a fun story weaved in there to kind of in the true Disney fashion. In terms of the ship being decorated, there are touches of Halloween, you know, throughout the ship, but it's not overdone elsewhere. Like, not overdone, but it's not it's not done up like it is during the holiday season, where there's Christmas trees everywhere. It's not intrusive, I yeah. think, is what you're looking for. Yeah, the Halloween, you know, decorations are more or less limited to the atrium area, and, you know... The main portholes on deck four will have pumpkin, like, window clings, the full size. Some of them have uh, spider webs in it. You know, cabanas will have, like, a pumpkin, like, a little setup, but nothing, like Emily said, not intrusive. Yeah, it's cute. If you um, celebrate Halloween and you like it, it's yeah. super cute. And if you book the cruise and, you know, not a Halloween fan, you won't find that it's in your face everywhere. Now, the Halloween tree is kind of like the, uh, more or less the signature long-running event throughout the cruise. Uh, there's also other Halloween-themed activities going on. Uh, there's a Mickey's Mouse Parade Party in the atrium uh, where you wear your Halloween costumes. It's kind of a dance party. Isabel, you want to talk about this because you actually had a ton of fun this year um, when you were the Eiffel Tower for Halloween and you were dancing with, I believe... Mommy Goofy. Mommy Goofy, yeah. So talk about this. Talk about how this goes down and where you should be on the ship. And It's in the atrium and so... Both floors. Yeah. No, three. Because deck five, too. Yep, there's there's um, characters dancing on all the floors. And so you start off with them explaining, and then they come out to actually dance. And then you can get photos. You can really do whatever you want. And they give out candy. What, what usually happens is the characters come out and do their little um, routine first, and then they kind of break off and kind of come and dance with the kids in the audience. Um, and then there's also little games that they do. So Isabel went and played ring toss. And and you get little things because I got three tattoos of ring toss and I made two. And But she gave me three tattoos. Yeah, you get tattoos and 
and fun stuff. And, and then Isabel, where um, this is the time where they give out the candy. So during the day when your stateroom host uh, turns your room over in the morning, they leave a trick or treat bag with a little bit of candy in it. And then you can take that along with you during the party. It has which movie is like coming out and then the logo Halloween the high seas on it. And you just go around and there's stations, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you you can really go to every station and get all kinds of candy. Each of them give different amounts. We found the guys that was hiding with candy. I wouldn't like, say he was hiding. He was just stationed off the beaten path. He was um, back between the shops where Walt Disney is. Oh, you can say that. And Keep well, that's where he was on your cruise. He may not be on this one. And nobody was coming to him because he was off the beaten path. So Isabel. Uh, he gave me scoops of candy. And he had boxes. He said he had the most candy out of all of them. And they're all getting hit. And he had the most candy. And he let you pick out of his bins where and the then others... And filled your bag. <laughs> yeah. And then we gave most of it back. Yeah, we, we got the ones we wanted and separated <laughs> them. And we gave them back and then we picked some up. It's fun, to, it's fun to go ahead and, and donate extra candy into fish extenders when you're not part of the fish extender, but you just want to go ahead and do that. Now, on the n- night of the uh, Halloween, or the Mickey's Mouse Parade, because it involves costumes, it's, uh, there are other Halloween events planned. There's a, uh, event for the, a later night event for the adults. Halloween isn't just for kids. The Halloween isn't just for kids, you know, that's past my bedtime, but it, it's, uh. You know, it's a dance party in the, uh, you know, like Fathoms, the Tube, places like, venues like that on the ship. They uh, have a co- adult costume contest going on. There's a, up on the pool deck, there's a Haunted Stories of the, of the Sea. It's kind of like a ghost story that's played on Funnel Vision. Kind we of saw similar. some of this, didn't we, Scott? Yes. That. Yeah, I re- I remember going to see some of this. It was cute. And then it really depends on on your itinerary in the uh, because there's some nights where ha- Halloween, the costume night and the pirate night overlap are on the same night. So just looking back, I see there's one night where Halloween Pirate or Cruise Casual was the attire for the night. Uh, so it all depends. It all varies depending on the itinerary, uh, how they shake it up. This happened, the one I'm looking at was a three-night repositioning cruise from San Juan to Port Canaveral. There's a lot of people that dress up as pirates. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of pirates on Halloween night. Uh, one of the... Other cool events that happen. It, it occurs a few times on the cruise. Uh, it's a special sing and scream of Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas in the uh, Walt Disney Theater. 
it's kind of it's not just the movie it's you know they encourage you to sing along the words were on the screen and it also incorporates the theatrical lighting and effects from the theater you know at certain points of the film and there's a special treat at the end if you stick around and you might line up take your camera for the meet and greet and I'll be honest I thought that this was going to be something that I really didn't like and I thought that it was going to be super intrusive to have the lights kind of partially on and you know you can sing along and it wasn't like that at all I thought it it actually was really good so what any thoughts on the movie the movie was cute I really liked the Enterprise so if you're a person that just leaves at the credits I mean Surprise before the credits and goes to the end. But if you're a person that leaves like a little before the credits, then you probably won't want to do that. There, there are also Halloween-themed movies playing up on Funnel Vision and more in the stateroom. I know. We watched Ghostbusters last year as we were packing up, getting ready to leave. We did. That was cool. There are also some special treats in the dining room, uh, allegedly. And the number, was it, I think four total sailings we were on with Halloween on the high seas. We never found the spider cakes that Disney was, the spider dessert that Disney had been promoting. It almost looks like the chocolate mousse that they have at La Cellier, but as a spider instead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just yeah. wasn't something that we ever ran into. And I remember on one of the cruises we asked about it, but that, yeah. that was it. That's where it ended. So you may or may not find the spider cake. On the Halloween nights, there are two uh, themed beverages the alcoholic one is called Spooky Juice, and the non-alcoholic is Franken-Fusion Colada. I ordered the Spooky Juice um, on one of the cruises where we saw Villains Tonight, so I ordered it in the Walt Disney Theater. And the lychee that they use um, for the eyes is delicious. You know, the lychee fruit there with the cherries to make eyes. But... The drink itself, if you are someone who is super excited about a sweet drink, you will like this drink. Um, It is rum, white rum, elderflower St. Germain, grenadine, um, blue curacao, and agave nectar. And it's it's a bit sweet. Um, It's something that I won't order again, but I'm glad I got to try once. So probably would be better if they just cut out the agave nectar, um, which I'm sure if I were to get it again, I would certainly um, ask for that. But uh, it is cool to get the drink with the lychee fruit and the, you know, marshmallow cherries to have the eyes. And and that's really neat. I have not tried the Frankenfusion Colada. Um, Isabel's only had one of the non-alcoholic drinks on the cruise. We typically don't order those. Um, but it, Scott can put links in the show notes page. It's pina colada mix, orange passion juice. And then here's where it gets interesting. They put pumpkin spice puree in there. 
uh, chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and raspberry. So very interesting fusion colada. Um, I get the pina colada, orange passion juice, raspberry puree, whipped cream, and maybe even the chocolate sauce, but adding the pumpkin spice, you know, probably brings something interesting to it. And I, for one, am one of those that loves everything pumpkin spice. So, um, you know, that's, that'll be, that's an interesting combination there. So for the, uh, kids, I know... By looking at the navigators, I saw there were activities in Vibe and Edge. They had some uh, pumpkin carving for the those age groups. Uh, Isabel, do you want to talk about what you what kind of things go on in the uh, club and lab so on the Halloween cruises? The most activities that will happen every night, and I don't know if they're in the afternoon. I'm not sure. Just times are always gonna vary yeah but it's halloween crafts and you make all different things i mean for like hour hour and a half it goes it's not the same exact craft they change it up or they have choices for you and the other one is the glow jam well what kind of crafts did did you make we made like you know those puppet bags that you can Take a paper bag. Like a sandwich bag? Yeah, and we drew a ghost on colored in white and made a ghost bag. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We took, we each made a pumpkin. The person, the youth activities counselor, I should say, that cut out these triangles, circles, zigzags. So we, and pumpkin and sticks, different types of sticks and leaves and vines. We made a pumpkin, and we got to customize the pumpkin. So that was cool. Some markers and glue. Of course, you have to have glue. Yeah. So that's two of the things. That was the closest thing I could do to remember. Excellent. You said there was another uh, Halloween activity? Yes, it's the glow jam. I did not go to that. And it does not say what was it, it's about, but I imagine turn off the lights, give you something to glow with, and you jam. Well, it's purely speculative. Yes, it is. Is there anything else in the club? Yes. The one time I went to play Magic Play 4, they, in the Halloween High Seas Cruise, they had it Halloween game. And they also did that for Gaga Ball, too. So we made up a game there because she didn't have a game and she wanted to make it Halloween-themed. Cool. So um, they may not do that, but you can ask. Were there any uh, family? you remember doing any family Halloween crafts? I don't remember, but... We didn't do any, but there are family Halloween crafts. Okay. Good to know. So overall, what are your, what's your opinion of the Halloween cruises as a whole? I love them. They're, I, I would like to go on another one. What, what do you love about it the most? That's hard. It is hard. I'll tell you, I like the time of year. I like the fact that it's still warm in September, October, that the water is still uh, enjoyable at Castaway Key. And the cruises, um, although you would think they would be less busy because it is during school season, 
parents are taking their kids out of school. Uh, we typically kind of go around the fall break that Isabel has of a few days, but um, maybe take a day off here and there. But I enjoy the fact that it is still warm, yet it is fall, um, just time of year. <laughs> the Halloween decorations are great. They're not intrusive, but they're you know still good. Um, and in the Cove Cafe and Vista Cafe, I can get a pumpkin spice latte. It definitely adds something unique to the uh, fall sailings. I, I mean, personally, I don't think I'd more or less just book a Halloween cruise to book a Halloween cruise. Uh, but, you know, they're enjoyable that, like kind of Emily said, it works out for the uh, time of year. You know, but I can't. I guess what I'm saying, it's not like a destination or a key factor, key event, series of events on the cruise that say, oh, I need to book this. Like, a, say, maybe like a Star Wars uh, Day at Sea cruise on the Fantasy would do. Or the Christmas time ones. If you've been on any of the ho- the <clears throat> holiday cruises and kind of see what goes on, it's definitely not as uh, all-encompassing. It's uh, definitely a scaled-down version where it's not intrusive. If you're not interested in any of the Halloween events, you can easily, you know, avoid them. In a future podcast, we will talk about the uh, Very Merry Time cruises in depth. And uh, that's going to wrap up our talk about the Halloween on the High Seas cruises. Hey, that's Cat. <laughs> Cat says, Happy Halloween. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash disneycruiselineblog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252.